Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Hey folks, great to be back with you. We certainly love the opportunity to come across your airwaves to talk with you, to cover the book of Proverbs. And today, Stephanie Wesco, today we make a big change. We are going into a new chapter in Proverbs 13th, the 13th proverb. We're talking about the value of correction. Boy, people don't like to be corrected, you know, but we have a whole segment, Stephanie, dealing with uh, correction and knowing what a knucklehead looks like and not being a knucklehead and sometimes finding it funny. But uh, catch us up with you so we we know that uh, uh, you travel from time to time doing ladies' conferences and things of that nature. We know we don't put a schedule out there because there's stalkers. You know, there's people stalk you. There's people stalk me. And you can't legally kill people today. And uh, so it's not like the Wild West. So we, we really don't put too much. We do let you know when we're all going to be together at camp because we can all look out for each other. And, and uh, we put my wife Debbie in charge of security and she can whip anybody. And, uh, but anyway, I, I wouldn't want to mess with her and, uh, she's army trained, man. But listen, uh, as we move along, Stephanie, I think it's important that you give us a midwinter update. So who's taking what music lessons these days? Well, I have, um, let's see here. I got to count this up. I have four kids still doing violin. Um, Daniel is now working um, between school and work. He is very busy. (laughs) And plus he's um, in Bible, his senior year Bible Institute. So um, he stays very busy and I'm, I'm excited for that, but I kind of made a rule that they have to do their music lessons um, the violin through their freshman year, um, Daniel and Charles, they've been doing lessons since they were four and five. And so, um, so Daniel's, he still plays, he just doesn't do lessons. So I still have four kids doing violin. And then I actually have five kids taking, um, piano lessons with a lady in our church. And actually Hudson just played, I meant to send it to you. He played his second special on Sunday. Oh, Um, that's awesome. yeah, so um, it's exciting, and yeah. we I think get guitar going again. It's just yeah. um, coordinating. So I had, I had to buy Joe two guitars to get it right because he's left-handed, and uh, but he's guitaring it. And Charles is using the other guitar, right? Isn't yes. Joe and Charles guitar? People? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Is there anybody in multiple lessons? Is there anybody like violin and piano? Yes, um, Samuel, Stephanie, and Emmeline are doing all three. And and Emmy, man. Whew. She's, she's going to be, you know, she's going to be all in with this stuff, man. She's not going to let other people learn things that she's not learning. It. And then, and then she sings, oh. um, working on a couple songs right now. One of them is, um, it's a Collingsworth, the Collingsworth family sings it, but it's you're about to climb is the name of the song. Yeah. And, um, I love when I, Emmy starts bellering that out. She does such a good job. It's really, really yeah. funny. And Steffi's got that whole, um, uh, voice about her that so she's Steffi's kind of leaving the uh, uh the soprano role a little bit I think but that's okay uh I love that the way she sings she's she'll got be, that throaty yeah, voice as I say she'll be a lower soprano 
um, or a high alto, right? I mean, she's got that great voice. It's so yeah. good. I mean, it's so, I, and, and in no way am I saying it's anything but ladylike. Her, her voice is, oh, no, I think, yeah, I think she's got one of the best, best voices of anybody I know her age. I mean, she's got that throaty sound to it that God only gives a few people. And <laughs> he, he only gives a few people that thing. And, and so that's pretty cool. And then, of course, you know, Joe messes with people. All Stephanie's kids are musicians. And, you know, Joe, Joe can get those, uh, uh, all that stuff while he's singing, kind of cool stuff down but anyway so we got this segment and uh, so you caught up there's a bunch of people taking music lessons why do they go around cutting cds why do we write songs together because her people keep singing keep uh, learning to play piano learning to play the violin and i know daniel's the happiest person on earth to get out of violin lessons he was ready he showed good character though you got to give him that he stayed in there for many years but yeah he, he, well, he was ready to move on and he was peter's top students so she was she was sad to lose him and I honestly was sad he had to quit but I get it he's 16 going on 17 needing to work needing to save money for college so it's yeah 16 going on 35 but yeah no I get what you're saying (laughs) Daniel's all grown up and anyhow here we are and uh, we're at that point where we do the Norton knuckleheaded moment and, uh, Hey, and by the way, Stephanie, your kids, CD, Stephanie Wesco and family, Apple music, Amazon music, Spotify, wherever you listen to your music, stream it, wherever you download albums, download one today. Our newest album is, uh, uh, God meant it for good. You want to be part of that. Stephanie and I wrote a bunch of songs on that album. So you definitely want to get that. And our first album was called steadfast in trials. And our next album is called Light, so we need to start working on that. But anyway, you might be a knucklehead if, so I I wanted to say this, you might be a knucklehead if you sell chocolates with a cherry one in the middle. I just got to keep that going. It's just bothering me. (laughs) All chocolates should be readily marked, and there should be no cherry ones unless somebody wants to buy a whole box of cherry ones. Don't put the cheap, undesirable chocolates in with the good ones. Okay, I, I have to I have to insert here just because my conscience is gonna bother me later. Charles absolutely loved those chocolate covered cherries. He was the one. He was the one they were making them for. He, now he's he in heaven. Yeah. For Christmas. Ah. Would want and I could not stand them. So we would have that I mean, he knew that I would never touch them. Oh man. And there is now now that he's with the Lord, we have not bought those. What? Oh, like there's a fight for the caramels. There's a fight for like the raspberry and orange creams. You know, there's a race for the marsh. They love chocolate covered marshmallow. Well, the caramel goes first, then the chocolate caramel goes second, then the nutty thing, and then before you know it, you're down to the take it or leave (laughs) it. But if you hit a cherry, it's like oh, it's a cherry. Everybody's. Everybody yep. freaks. Everybody hates the cherry except Charles. And Charles can have all the cherry he wants up in heaven. Probably, it's probably, it's going to taste good up there. Uh, yeah. But you know what? <laughs> you know, people like different things. My mother loved liver and onions and liverwurst and stuff. That stuff is puking territory for me. You know, some people put a drop and carry this stuff. Oh. When your kids drink poison and stuff, you carry this little stuff around. You put a drop in their mouth and they puke like they, they're possessed by the devil. You know, it makes everything come up. Well, all I need is a piece of liver and onions or some liverwurst. And I don't need that medicine. I puke like I'm possessed from the devil. Total projectile. Oh. Everything in the stomach, out. Uh, yeah, so things you say, that's <laughs> terrible. Things you say to people with thinking about it. Yes, I get it. Yeah. So we're on the positive side. Things you say to people with PTSD. And I think this is a pretty important thing. Hey, anytime you're more than welcome to call or come over the house. 
you know, just be open to that. Just be open to people. Just sometimes people hurt. Sometimes people need a little bit of uh, friendship and time to hang out. And I, I think that's where we go with that. So, you know, you're a knucklehead if you buy chocolates, make chocolates, or in any way proliferate uh, cherries in the middle of chocolate. It shouldn't happen. It shouldn't be there. It's not right with God. And then, you know, <laughs> things you should say is you can come over, you can call anytime. So we're in Proverbs 13. So this new chapter is, is so in my seminary class, we would write on the top of our Bibles what every chapter was. And this chapter, you'll find the words written, the value of correction or how God can correct us, how people can correct us, how it makes us better. And uh, so that's what we're going to be talking about in the 13th proverb. I love that we came with word and deed and, you know, chapter 11, I think I, we still remember standing upright, doing the right thing, being the right person. Chapter 12 was talking about words, deeds, and destiny, you know, those actions, those things you say, those things you do, where you're going when you die. And chapter 13 is really about correction. And, and there's a lot of good here. There's 25 verses. And it said, a wise man heareth his father's instruction but a scorner heareth not rebuke. So again, drawing these comparisons, these Hebrew parallelism, this Hebrew poetry opposite of each other. And, and so it's saying, you know, a, a kid that's smart, a kid that's right, you know, here's what the parents have got to say to him. But, you know, a, a scoffer, a scorner, however you want to say it, they don't. And so, I mean, Stephanie, what are you looking at here? What are you getting out of that first verse of chapter 13? Well, the idea of being willing to be quiet and listen um, is huge, of, of understanding, okay, I don't know everything. My father, my mother, you know, this is specifically talking about a father's instruction. Um, and I'm, you know, obviously the setting is, a, is a, the idea of you having a godly father who's walking with God and who is filled with wisdom. And a wise son will listen. A wise son, when his dad says to him, son, stay away from that store, that location. There's things there that could harm you, that would hurt you, that would that would take you away from God in a heartbeat. The son listens and doesn't do those things because he respects his father and he loves God enough to know that he needs to, you know, he needs to listen to his father, even if he doesn't maybe... Um, understand or know. And, and I know this de depends, you know, this whole thing can depend. It's I, I talked to Caleb and Samuel totally different than I talked to Daniel and Charles, you know, we, when you have um, older teenagers versus little boys and yet it doesn't matter the age of being a wise son of listening. Um, and this, I, I think it's important to understand too, that it doesn't say um, a wise son worships his father. It says a wise son hears his father. In other words, a wise son listens and takes what God has for him from what his father says. It doesn't mean it doesn't say, you know, there's there's the, these pendulum swings. We have sons that are blaspheming God and cursing their fathers. And then we have um, homes where the sons are being brainwashed that you have to worship your father. And, you know, it's this patriarchal slash matriarchal setup. And, and this isn't either one of those extremes. And so I think it's important for fathers to read this for me as a mother to read this and understand that it's not wrong of me to expect my son to listen and to hear me but it would be wrong of me to expect my son to sell his loyalty to me. And so 
um, the idea of being wise, the idea of, of your, your heart and your mind are governed by that list of the wisdom from above that's pure, peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruit, without partiality and without hypocrisy. I think that's what this is talking about. Yeah, and, and and it seems like the word is much stronger, or the wording is much stronger in the second part of that verse, you know. So, you know, a scorner heareth uh, not rebuke, you know, so he's not hearing that, hey, you're messing up. You know, they he's just not- don't listen. It's just like, yeah. I don't care, you know. Yeah. Uh, I know more than you. And and, yeah. and so, you know, this applies to us in our age group, certainly, and, yeah. and, and our walk and things we're doing as well as we need to pay attention to that. And, you know, and there are some people that are, you know, that it, it's not godly advice or it's, it's not godly instruction and stuff like that. I get that. But I, I think that, you know, far too often today, uh, and there's not a lot of expectation for us with our children as a society. And there needs to be, you know, we told our kids growing up, I can't tell you how many people that were within our circles and our friendships and our family, church families and things like that, that told me I was being too tough on my kids, expect them to be in church, expect them to go to college, expecting them to get things done. But, but I believe that that was what was needed in their life. Now, if they told me, dad, I want to be a plumber, I would have sent them to plumbing school or whatever the case may be. You want to set your kids up for success. And, and, and things of that nature. And so I think it's, it's pretty, it's pretty clear what's going on here. We need to listen. Uh, Again, knowing that the value of correction is the reason behind this chapter. It's pretty clear what this is about. Then look at verse two. It says, a man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the transgressors shall eat violence. So there's a lot going on here. Wise and good speech brings blessings is what it comes down to. Uh, You know, being kind, doing the right thing, including the blessing of prosperity, including all those different blessings come. And, and, but then that, you know, looking at that second group again, the soul of the transgressors of the unfaithful, uh, you know, they're, they're themselves, they're supported through this violence thing. They feed off of evil. They feed off of being violent. They feed off of doing the bad things, hurting other people. Again, there's a great contrast there, Stephanie. Yeah, totally. And the idea that you, there is fruit, there is, there are um, consequences or rewards that come from your words. And um, I love, I, I say this tongue in cheek. I don't love it. I think it's insane, but I love it when someone who has used their words to be daggers, to be swords, as we learned about earlier this week, um, then, then look at you when the fruit of their words is you don't want to be around them. You separate from them because they're clearly toxic people who are going to inhibit you from doing what God's called you to do. And you confront them with, this is what you said. This is, and then suddenly, do you know how many times I've heard that was just a misunderstanding? Yeah. There's idiots out there. Yeah. And it's like, no, the fruit of your mouth is that we separate and go our own ways. Praise him. Um, Stop trying to twist this around to make, you know, to make yourself out to be the, just the misunderstood because what you say is what you say. And, um, there is words of life and there are words of death. So which, you know, which set of words are you using words that are good words that are going to result in violence 
and separation. It's it's your choice. Yeah. How does it all come out? And, and it does come down to that verse I mentioned a lot over there in, in the book of Luke 17, three, take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repents, you forgive him. But if they don't repent and they keep on bothering you and they keep bad mouthing you and they keep on doing these terrible things, you're, they're eaten by the fruit of their mouth. They're just, they're filling themselves up. That's their energy. That's their fuel. That's their gas. That's what they're doing. And we got to stay away from it. <laughs> Again, understanding that, you know, uh, that the whole value of this or the this whole chapter is about being taking correction and using it as value, taking godly correction, using it on value. Some people can, can't do that because they're always right. They're never wrong. They're almost in their own eyes, uh, you know, a, a direct link to God or something. They're like a middleman. Yeah. Yeah. That's how they look at life. You know, I had a guy tell me one time, you know, I know exactly what God wants for you and stuff. I'm, I said, I'm sorry. I, you know, I thought God was up in heaven. Uh, I didn't know you were a part of that. I didn't know you're part of God. Is Father, Son, Holy Ghost, and Pastor So and So. Yeah, come on, stop it, cut it out. And then verse three, you got to watch those people, man. They're out there. They, and it says, "He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life, but he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction." So this is pretty sensible, easy stuff, but it really comes down to you know. Uh, Again, you know, these wise and good words, they preserve life. They stop crisis from happening, all these different things. You know, we guard our mouth. We watch what we're saying. We uh, we keep the gates from being sieged. We don't invite people up to get in a war with us. We, uh, you know, uh, a guy used to say, you know, t- you know, take heed of your tongue. Does it not cut your throat? Make sure it doesn't cut your throat. Um and, and then those who just speak too much just go on and on. So the difference between being loud and being a big mouth and a big mouth will always hurt you. I mean, you're looking at 13, Stephanie, and, and, and what's coming to your mind there? Well, I think um, I agree with everything you're saying. This is pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, a five-year-old, God made Proverbs easy enough that a five-year-old can get a lot of it. Um, so this there's not. Yeah, I think you covered the bases very well. It's our mouth is a can be a deadly weapon full of deadly poison, or it can be an instrument of grace to those who hear our words. Yeah, yeah, and and I think you know I think the important thing here is we you know that here's a Friday, here's life. You know, people are out there working. Some of the people we work for are total knuckles. Uh, some of, you know, some of the life we live, we're dealing with total knuckleheads. We're, we're dealing with these different things. And I think, I think here's the imperatives. Here's what we need to understand. Here's, here's what we walk away with. Everything we say and do is either of God or of the world or of the devil. I mean, it's either devil or God, devil, God. Uh, are we hurting people? Are we just out there speaking? Are we trying to look better than people? Are we gotten what we're saying? Are we taking the time to look at what we're saying and saying, man, we, we better get this right. Uh, you know, and it talked about, uh, you know, the wise, the wise child, the wise son, listening to instruction, you know, that scorner, scoffer, whatever you want to call it, being messed up. And, and then, uh, you know, we talked about what you eat, what you put into your mouth. And, uh, uh, but when you put in bad things, bad things come out. And then mm-hmm. we're talking about guarding things, guarding what we're saying, uh, watching what we're saying, watching what we're doing. He that keepeth his mouth keepeth wide his lips. Now, he that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life, but he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. 
So if you're just running your mouth, just putting out there, you know what you have in life? Destruction. You know what you are? You're a force of destruction. You're not a force of God. So think about what you're saying. You don't be, yeah. be sprinkled in God's word. That's why I do my devotions and Bible reading and stuff in the morning. I do them in the morning because, um, and, and I, and I say this, uh, because I think, um, I need it to go through my day. I, you know, just to be honest with you, because I can be a knucklehead, you know, newsflash. <laughs> so yeah. so well, I am, we're all yeah. without the Lord, without the Lord's grace. And that's why I said earlier, without God, um, there's something about, there's something humbling and teaching God does, um, when you're in the midst of a trial where you maybe been betrayed or you've been abused verbally or mentally, emotionally. Yeah. Where you get before the Lord and at the same time you're seeking him for comfort and the same time he brings comfort, he reminds you of how good he is because without him, we'd be that same person. We'd be the abuser without his grace, without him changing us and making us into all that we're supposed to be. And so, um, you know, as we read, as we go through these verses on the tongue, that's what keeps coming back to me so much is, is Lord, teach me this, make this a part of me, your wisdom, your principles, a part of who I am so that this is what governs my life. This is what's governing my mouth so that we can be presented as, as Romans 12 talks about, we'll be holy and blameless and that living sacrifice that is fully consecrated to Jesus Christ and serving him. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think this is all good. I think this is exactly right. So I guess, folks, you know, if we look at this in a whole, uh, what we're looking at today, it just, it really does come down to words matter. Uh, They're either godly or they're evil. It really does come down to whether we're going to listen to instructions in those areas. It it, it comes down to, you know, uh, who are we going to be? Are we going to guard our mouth? Are we going to, you know, by guarding our mouth, we preserve life, abundant life, people feeling good, people enjoying themselves, people being glad to be around us. And, uh, and, you know, in, in what we eat in our lives, what's coming in, what we're letting go out, are we breeding violence? Are we... Uh, you know, breed in good things and listen to what your folks have to say. I think that kind of wraps up where we are today, Stephanie. I think once again, it comes down to we, we've got actions we've got to make. we got to make a difference. Yeah. And there's choices we got to make. And, and that's where we're at, folks. Yeah. Yeah. You are always making a difference. It's not. Yeah. It's just what kind of difference are you making? Yeah. Where's it at? What kind of difference are you making? Are you, are you out there making a difference for God or? someone else. Yeah. Well, folks, listen, we're honored to be with you on this Friday. We hope you guys go out and have a great time tonight. Be good to your family. Hang out. Uh, you know, sometimes I got to tell you, man, you know, Friday nights for me is I usually smoke something on my smoker. Praise God. So I hope you're out there smoking with me, uh, on your smoker, not cigarettes, not marijuana. And we hope you have a great weekend. And listen, if there's anything we can do for you guys, please look us up on Helpful Wounded Spirits. Uh, we'd love to get back to you. If you got any advice, you want to drop some comments. I got some more comments. We'll do them next week. Most of you guys are pretty awesome with your comments. Uh, anything you want to say to them, Stephanie, as we say goodbye? Just have a blessed weekend and seek to use your words this weekend to honor and glorify the Lord. That's where it's at, my friends. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. Listen to every word Brother Eric has to say.
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.